Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Do not worry. I'm on the mend. My doctor uh, phoned in a prescription for me. It's uh, something that I get usually after I travel, but on the road to wellness. Plus, I had today, I mean yesterday, again, homemade chicken soup. Yum, yum. News Talk 930 presents to you now, Sandy Beach. Well, they say uh, that uh, chicken soup uh, has medicinal purposes, and people who use it and take it, uh, you know, uh, has a positive result. Uh, for the last couple of days, I've had chicken soup, and this is custom chicken soup. Lots of noodles, uh, lots of carrots, lots of chicken, of course, and uh, all of the ingredients. And I had two big bowls the day before yesterday. Two big bowls yesterday. There's plenty of it. You like? You guys like chicken soup? I just had some on Sunday. My mother-in-law made uh, chicken soup, and of course, she has to give me a, a container. Well, that's very nice. How about you, Buzzy? Chicken soup? Yeah, you love day? love chicken soup. Yeah, so do I. It's, it's, it's usually good. with like a nice gras toasted sandwich. You know what? Funny about soup. Uh, if you ask me, do you want soup? I'd probably say no. But if you put soup in front of me, I'll eat it every time. Oh, yeah. I like thick soup, like potato soup or chowder. Stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, something. Thick. I'm probably the only one here that likes split pea soup. Do you really? Yes, what I do you love it. Come from a concentration camp. I can't say that I've ever had split pea soup. You haven't had it? No. no. Oh man. You know what I used to like as a kid, but nobody, uh, nobody does it anymore. Are lentils? You yeah. Like lentils? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I've had lentils since I was 10. I probably haven't had it since my mother passed away. But I like I like it. I do, too. I, have it. I, like uh, a- I like minestrone. I like French onion soup. Tomato oh. soup with Tomato uh, soup grilled, or grilled cheese. cheese. Absolutely. Isn't it funny? That you have to have with grilled cheese. Yeah, I've never had tomato soup with and, anything else. And yeah, crackers. exactly. It's, it's what you need. Yeah, I like, I like when I can put crackers in the soup. Lots of crackers. Mash them up and put them down yes. there and drown them. And then eat. I think crackers go best, though, with chicken noodle. I think that's the best to put with with crackers. I like a good chili, which sometimes is defined as a soup. Yeah, I like chili. I had chili chili last night. Dinosaur. Lobster bisque is one of my favorites. You're into bisque. And there's two in Buffalo that I've had that I think are really good. Yeah. There's this place called Zoop right by my apartment in Orchard Park. And then when Wegmans has it, it's really good. Yeah, Wegmans has good stuff. Yeah, Like a good bowl of pasta vazool. You have to bring your soup home in your hand. But uh, do they have a container still? (laughs) They do have the containers. (laughs) They say, okay, you want soup? Put your hands together like this. Make sure they're tight at the bottom or you'll leak. Oh, I hope it's not too hot. Yeah. 
Uh, that's the problem. Ever ever gobble down the first uh, tablespoon of soup and you find out it's molten? <laughs> yeah, level? you burn your tongue and then you can't enjoy then, the rest of the yeah, meal. Yeah, because once your tongue is burned, your taste buds are gone. Yeah, it's done. And there's only one other food that I have that problem with, and it's pizza. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful, especially if it has pepperoni. If it has pepperoni, sometimes the pizza has a little lake of... of yeah, uh, the char pepperoni, yeah, sure. Inside the pepperoni. You have to you have to examine every piece of pepperoni. But then sure. again, it's not real pizza unless it has char pepperoni. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to have the real deal. All right, what are we talking about today? Food? I'd like to talk about food. <laughs> uh, we're talking about something that right now the impeachment hearings are at, hearings are at a stage. Should they call witnesses? Should they not call witnesses? All right, I will give you my opinion, and then I'd like your opinion on whether they should or not. Uh, what what does the Democrats hope to get by witnesses? Well, if the Republicans call a witness, they can call a witness, okay? Uh, and what they would like to do is, uh, is to call John Bolton and have John Bolton say what's in his book. Yes, he told me to with, uh, that he wanted to withhold the money until... Uh, Ukraine came across with the investigation. Okay, uh, so that's what they would get. What do the Republicans want? The Republicans would like to find a way, because it did start with that phone call, to get uh, the Bidens on on, um, on the stand. Especially Hunter. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say some things that I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but what I do know and what I've seen, uh, I think that this is this is logical. Okay, if, if Biden is on the uh, is on the stand, say John, say the say the father, senior Biden is on the stand, and they ask him a question that could be incriminating. He's uh, he's got two choices: he can answer it and incriminate himself, or he can take the fifth. Now, if you take the fifth, uh, that indeed is uh, by most uh, standards, people believe if you take the fifth, you you know what that answer was. Uh, so you don't take it lightly. And if he had to take the fifth, it would probably end his, uh, his presidential run. All right. This, if the kid was on the stand and they asked him if it was incriminating and, um, uh, and he answered it truthfully, they could come and get him later. Uh, or if he took the fifth, then you, you take it from there. Regarding uh, Bolton, Bolton's small change compared to the Bidens. Uh, Bolton put what he wanted to put in the book. Uh, the president either agrees with him or disagrees with him. He's already on the record as saying he didn't say it. And and uh, yesterday, Alan Dershowitz already covered, even if it's true, that it's not the level of impeachment. Correct. So yeah. So that's what that's the way it is. So if I if I were uh, advising the Republicans, I would say wrap this up ASAP. Don't call any witnesses. Take a vote. And if Romney and his little squad of merry men and women don't get in the way, the thing is over. Well, if you think about it this way, the public has already made up its mind that they know the outcome of this. So what do you gain by bringing the witnesses they're not other than give exposing you, Yeah, They're not going to give you any information. No. Uh, but you can make them look bad. And I don't know if I would continue this just to make them look bad. I think we already know and made up our mind of whether they look bad or not. Now, on the flip side, I want witnesses because, all right, go ahead. You can have Bolton. Bolton has very little credibility because he, just like Judge Napolitano, they have an ax to grind with the president. Therefore, anything that they say, you got to take with a grain of salt. You got fired. Yeah. You got fired. 
Uh, now, I've only been fired three times in my whole career. I know it's hard to believe. Twice from KB. Um, and the bottom line is, do you know anybody who's been fired that has any kind words about, about being fired? Probably not. Okay. A little uh, revenge? They're like we are, Tony. There's a lot of revenge, so that's just the way it goes. Specialize in it. Yeah. We'll take a break. We want to hear from you. Witnesses, should they call them? Should they not call them? Uh, what do you think they could get out of them? Let's, uh, let's go over the uh, parameters here of what's in the news on News Radio 930 WB. Uh, there's a couple of uh, texts here, uh, 30930. Just call witnesses and get it over with. Yeah, that's, I think that's the best thing, uh, uh, purposely. Uh, how about, uh, thanks, guys, now I'm hungry. So you get people talking about chicken soup even though at 9.15 in the morning everybody likes chicken soup. And I'm always hungry, so I joined that texter. That's true. You know, I'm very seldom actually hungry. If we only ate when we were hungry, actual hungry, not just a little hunger, but hungry, we could lose a lot of weight, don't you think? You're talking crazy now. I know. I think it's the I Knock think, it off. I think it's the cold. I'm hit the dump I button. I think that's what's doing it. 8030930-1800-616-9236, star nine thirty. That'll get you on the air with me. Uh, 30930, put it up there as a text. I got a giant text screen. I love the text. Uh, it's in real time. Sometimes we get so many at once that it scrolls and I have to look for it, but uh, very helpful. Or uh, Buzzy can uh, uh, roll out some uh, Facebooks. I want to know whether witnesses should be called in the impeachment. Uh, I, I saw some of the Republicans yesterday, and the good part about what I saw is they were talking conversationally. Uh, not as if they were lecturing a college law, law, uh, class of law students. They were talking conversationally about what this meant, and if you did this, what kind of results you might expect. It was more like you're sitting down and um, either a friend who knows the law was explaining it to you. I think uh, Dershowitz um, was uh, excellent at that. He seemed to be very comfortable and at home. Ken Starr, the same thing. They were not like uh, the uh, people uh, from the Democrats who were just angry and shouting and, and, uh, and kind of uh, like calling you out. This was a totally different approach. Plus, uh, I'm sure they're going to use much less than their allotted time. Today it's supposed to wrap up because this would be the third day. Uh, they got it uh, Saturday, did a very short uh, st- uh, stint, and then yesterday they were off uh, Sunday. Then yesterday, and then now uh, today, that'll be it. But I think that um, regarding uh, calling witnesses, uh, I think there's more to lose than there is to gain by calling them. Okay, now Tony disagrees. And give me your position again, and then we'll ask Buzzy for his position. Well, you know, I look at it two ways. The If you don't call the witnesses, you obviously have the left is going to flip out and say, oh, this was you know a rig. This They're going to flip partisan. out anyway. Though. Just the same way we said about the House, yeah. which was, was correct. And the, uh, the Senate would be justified in ending it today. So, I mean, I'm conflicted because I'm thinking if we call witnesses, uh, the left is still going to complain. There's nothing we're going to do that's going to make the left happy or satisfy the left. And I guess my question is, should I even worry about whether they're satisfied? No, uh, because here's the deal. They're not going to be happy with anything. Any, once it's over, they're going to they're gonna go through and uh, from the crash – uh, of their uh, performance, they're going to go through and see what they still have that they can salvage. They're not going to say that was fair, we lost, 
yeah, we're glad that uh, the procedure worked. They're not going to do that. And the media will just campaign that narrative until the next impeachment. Of course they will. Uh, you notice that on my way home yesterday, I noticed that Rush went through a list of books that were all supposed to have been, they were all written by insiders, they were all supposed to have been the bombshell. Right, the I saw that. Whole big list, none of them None of them performed. And Bolton's book will probably, you know, uh, fail as well. Be the same thing. Right. Even if he says it in the book, and I don't doubt he said it. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the New York Times would just make up something and put it in there. I it think the New York that. Times would make something you up. You think so? Uh, something <laughs> yes. like that that's so definitive and, and not open to interpretation. Well, how many other lies have they been caught in? <laughs> well, that's, uh, if it's in his book, it's in his book. Right. So I heard one of our reporters, I don't know which one it was, suggest that one of the alternatives is the Republicans can just include the book. You don't have to bring him in to say what's already in the book. If it's in the book, one can assume that he said it. Yeah, because when the lawyers are going through it, they're, they're pointing out articles in various newspapers, so yeah. why not point out what a book? So instead of bringing somebody in, hoping to dig up something else, just stipulate, okay, we accept that. Uh, but here's what we don't accept. We don't accept the fact that that rises to uh, a high crime or misdemeanor and, uh, and is uh, going to uh, torpedo the president's uh, uh, opportunities. You know, and back to my point about talking about you know, whether they, the left will be happy or not, it just seems like today, uh, especially the millennials, they're all of a sudden they're all constitutional lawyers. They know all yep. the reasons for impeachment and what you can do, procedure, this and that. They know Give more than Dershowitz, right? Yeah. Who is, they know more than Dershowitz. Who is an emeritus at uh, Harvard and an instructor all those years, professor. And, uh, yeah, I thought uh, his uh, presentation was very listenable, reasonable. It wasn't like he was uh, yelling at anybody. It wasn't like he was teaching a class. He was just informing America about what, it, what these things actually mean. He took a scalpel to them and dissected them. I thought he did a good job. And Ken Starr was excellent. Because Ken Starr has a very soothing, soft voice. Plus, he has the chops of having been involved with the last one. Uh, now, Buzzy, what do you think? To, pre, uh, to uh, uh, witness or not to witness? Well, see, I'm torn on this, Sandy. Oh, Be- you should see a doctor. Have some chicken soup. <laughs> I'd love torn some. between two lovers? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... I, I, one, want to see this over because we know how it's going to end anyway, and witnesses are going to be used. Witnesses aren't going to be brought in to change the mind of senators. It's going to be to change the mind of the voter. And That's then, what it's all about. In the next election. Yeah. Too, yeah. Uh, but then again, I think it would make the president's reelection stronger if there were witnesses to further help clear his name. So you can see where I'm torn between witnesses and wrap it up and no witnesses because i believe if the democrats are going to use witnesses to their advantage why can't the president okay on the advantage scale which has more advantage to call them or not to call them because it's up to the republicans to do it i think the advantage is not to call them and shut it down because then you've reached the end result if you really have something on the biden's if you really do you can you can uh, pursue that in a separate venue that, yeah, that's a good—I I think in, in the long run, 
the best thing is to just wrap this thing up. Don't let the Democrats get any more broadcast time. And please bring the young and the restless back. And you were saying Hunter Biden is having some problems out of Arkansas? He is. So Arkansas wants to see his financial records. He, he is not, in the long run, going to get out of this. But he has made a temporary settlement to push back the date now. He does not have to be in court until March 1st. And on that date, in court with him, he has to have his financial records. And what's this all about? He uh, impregnated, impregnated a stripper. Uh, Haven't we all? <laughs> why, why are they getting such a There's so nitpicking. <laughs> so the, the kid is now a little over a year old. Remember, for, First he denied it was his. He right? denied for months. And then... Obviously, a DNA test was ordered, and um, it, it is his now. And he said, that's not my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got here. So now he's admitted to it. He is paying small amounts. But the state of Arkansas and the woman both say that he made more money and should be paying more child support. And that's what the financial records will show. Well, that's very interesting, don't you think? I think that'll be very, a very interesting thing. Yes, Tony. You know, if they do wrap it up, and like Ted Cruz says, the Democrats did nothing, have nothing to prove their their claims against the president. So if you say that, that's your defense. They didn't prove uh, guilt. Yeah, they, have, uh, they had nothing, and they didn't have anything that reached uh, the uh, the threshold of being impeachable. So uh, that's a very weak case. And I think in most cases, if it were not the politics of that, uh, their lawyers would have advised them not to proceed. You look at you know, the, the main thing the left is freaking out about, about quid pro quo. While he pr- wanted to withhold, he wanted to withhold. You, you, the president has the right to say, all right, let's hold up on this until we find out if there's corruption. We're not just going to give money away. And I think if, if there's a thought of corruption, I think that's a partial reason for the president to make that phone call in the first place. That's a major reason. I, I find nothing wrong with that at all. Okay, we'll take a break and return. We want to hear from you, 803-0930-1-800-616-9236-STAR-930. And we'll be back after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are back with Beach and Company. I look at it like a cost-benefit analysis. What's it going to cost and what's it going to do for you? And, uh, for instance, having the Bidens on, they're not going to say anything incriminating, but they might take the fifth. All right? So the, the advantage is if they say something incriminating, which is almost impossible to believe, uh, then you can pursue that in another venue and, and, and state that this is what they said. But if they take the fifth, uh, even though you have the right to take the fifth, and uh, many lawyers advise taking the fifth. Everybody, once you take the fifth, assumes you're guilty. I mean, that's, that's the truth, okay? It's like when the judge says you, uh, the jury will disregard that last outburst. Well, that's the thing you think the most about. 
Uh, so I don't think there's enough plus to get the Bidens. When the Bi- you can go after the Bidens later. There, there was a, there's plenty of room to do that later. Uh, regarding uh, uh, Bolton, uh, so what? They could just put the book in evidence and then take the vote. Uh, if that doesn't reach to the level of impeachment anyway, what difference does it make? What it's just uh, his word against uh, the president's word, and I see. I think a lot of people, the truth is, I and and, and see if this lines up with you. I think a lot of people, honorable people, just hear what the accusation is, and say, okay, he told him, um, unless you help us with. Uh, uh, with a crime problem with one of our citizens, then we're going to hold on to your money. A lot of people don't see that as a big deal. I see it as something that's probably done all the time, but just isn't publicized like this. Because I think we all do it. And, okay, I'll do this, but before I can do this, you've got to do that. I mean, how many times has that happened in your life or my life? You mean oh. something like, I don't know, let's see, uh, tell Vlad I'll have more flexibility exactly. after the election. In front of a camera with a microphone on it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right, let's go to line one. This is CJ in Buffalo. CJ, you're on WBEN. Oh, good morning. Hello there. What do you have for us today? Well, I, too, would like to hear witnesses from both sides. Okay. However, I'm pretty sure... Hunter Biden and Burisma is just a case of branding, which Trump and many others have used for decades. Put your name on a project for remuneration with little or no knowledge of the operation. I think it happens every day. Well, there are times, certainly celebrity endorsements. uh, Those are above board. They're right in front of you, television, radio, newspaper, that sort of thing. Uh, But with this, this wasn't uh, advanced information, and I don't know how many people know of, of what the agreement was between Hunter and the company. Well, and if it was used to translate, they don't care about Hunter. They care about Hunter's father, who was vice president at the time and could influence something that could benefit them. And again, that's a case of branding. You know, too bad they only had Hunter Biden to brand their company. <laughs> but well, that's not a high level for his his name, but his father's position. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty high, uh, and and in a position where he can influence the president, uh, you got to think about it like that. As it goes down the line, where is the, where is the company going to get their money's worth? In the fact that his father could whisper in uh, Obama's ear about something that might help the company. I agree with that. Okay. I'm glad you called, CJ. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, that's it. They don't – you think that company cared about Hunter Biden? They cared about Hunter Biden about as much as you care about Hunter Biden. But they did care about his daddy. Influence. His influence. Buying influence. You know, uh, there's a guy who has a book out. He was on Fox the other night. It's uh, all about corruption and, and high-stakes uh, politics. One of the things uh, that they they do, it's it's amazing. Now, I'll get to that later, actually, because I don't want to get off track. 
Yes. Okay, well, then let me get into something about okay. corruption then. You know, when Donald Trump was, uh, when it looked like he was going to win, actually when he was, uh, before he was sworn in, okay. I had said that you're going to have Democrats and Republicans come out against him because he represents the end of the gravy train. But at that time, I thought most of the corruption was politicians uh, were just mainly influenced by lobbyists in our own country. You want this passed, you want this this bridge, you know, little side money to sure. my campaign. Yeah. I had no idea uh, how deep it really was with foreign governments where, okay, we want to give X country aid, but in order to get that aid, X country, you're going to have to slide a little back and help me out over or, here or change a position you've already held that we don't like or yeah it's always or hire my son as, on, on sure. your board yeah. so uh we see that the polit our politicians have been making a fortune off of other countries and things like that it's no wonder why everybody wants to stop this president with that much money out there uh, is it any surprise that we get quid pro quo all the time and why don't most people recognize that they should because we all do it we do it in our own lives. You do it, you're a little kid. You're a little kid. Yes, if you pick up the trash and throw, uh, throw it out, then we'll give you a reward. That's a quid pro quo. If you finish your dinner, you can no. have a cookie for dessert. It's exactly. And that's what these are. These I'm good are, at that one. These are major league cookies. No, do it like this. If you don't finish, you don't get the cookie. Daddy will eat it in front of you. That's what I'm going to resort to next with Samantha. <laughs> Nick, there's no issues. <laughs> uh, but... Quid pro quo is something we all do, and it's not necessarily bad, evil, or illegal. Or an abuse of power. That's true. So I think uh, Biden uh, did a great job—not Biden. I think uh, the uh, lawyers for the president did a great job yesterday uh, in explaining exactly how the law works. Uh, everybody in the room is probably a lawyer. They all have their own ideas. But uh, Alan Dershowitz is a, um, a, a lawyer with ex uh, excellent credentials. In most of our lives, he's probably driven us crazy. In this case, he thinks this is the right thing, and he's over on this side. He's, he's uh, risked friendships, he said. People in Cape Cod don't even talk to him anymore. Harvard's basically disowned him. Yeah, uh, and he's a uh, professor emeritus at Harvard. Uh, so he's got great credentials. So does Kenneth Starr. Well, look, at the, the snowflakes can't argue with what Dershowitz is saying. So what they're doing now is they're making fun of how he looks or or, or because he was uh, associated in the OJ trial. Well, That's their only uh, recourse. Well, we did a few jokes about Schiff with the crazy eyes. Well, he does look funny. He does. I mean, we can do it, but they shouldn't be. Barney Fife. Do Don't you think we should... We should get a pass on that. We should, because like we're a, right. Because he looks like an axe murderer, basically. And then he yells at you. He yells at you and threatens you and calls out your judgment. There's a winning combination. We'll take a break and return. We want to hear from you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Yesterday, Phil Arno was here explaining about helicopters. Phil is the owner of uh, WBBZ, and he invited us uh, to come down and do a show, the three of us, with him. He had asked before, but I'm hesitant to do television because I'm not ready for my close-up, okay? I understand that. Uh, and, but we're going to bring Buzzy with us. Buzzy will be the guy who's ready for all three of us, him, Tony, and me. Uh, so we'll let you know when we're going down to BBZ. We'll see what their schedule looks like, what our schedule looks like, and uh, when we don't have colds and things like that. And we'll go down and join Phil on set. Why? We're actually healthy at one time? Yeah. We, uh, it seems three, like it's been forever. At the same time, it's tough. Okay. Uh, we've, uh, we've made 10 trips 
uh, all around the world, uh, we meaning uh, Dan Neverth and myself and you, uh, for AAA. We've got three trips coming up in the next year. The first one uh, will be Russia, and that will be June 24th to July 5th. The last one will be a year from now, and that will be Australia, okay? The one in between, August 14th through the 24th, is, a, is totally sold out, but we have our cabins designated for us because uh, Barbara Hughes from AAA booked them months and months and months ago. So if you, called, if you called Viking and said you wanted this trip, they would tell you it's sold out, okay? But uh, we have cabins saved for us. If you would like to go uh, for the 14th through the 24th you, uh, to Alaska, simply call 1-844-688-7477. Going to see, uh, it's from Seward to Vancouver. Going to see uh, Scenic Cruising, uh, uh, Icy Strait Point, Alaska, Skagway, Juneau, Sitka, Ketchikan, uh, and uh, the Inside Passage, and Vancouver. It's a spectacular trip. And as I've said before, you have not seen America until you've seen Alaska. Alaska is unbelievable. It's just gorgeous and breathtaking, and the vistas and things to see with the mountains and the ocean and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, so it's the same phone number. It's uh, 1-844-688-7477. We'd like to have you join us on trip number 11. Uh, a lot of traveling with uh, Danny. Danny's a lot of fun to travel with because he's a goofball. Uh, I am, I'm the senior member. I'm the most sober member of the group. Uh, he's liable to say or do anything, and I have to keep him, um, I have to keep him in a, unfortunately, in a cage locked away. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. And we, we socialize a lot. You know, we have dinner all the time. Many times we're having breakfast together and lunch. It depends on where we're, where we're tied up. I like uh, the dinner and lunch and breakfast part. That's a good part, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you, sometimes you're out on the deck on a beautiful day. Uh, sometimes you're uh, uh, learning about the ships. Uh, and these are Viking. Everybody, everybody who's ever been on Viking will tell you how good it is. So basically, you are pampered. Pampered like a millionaire or, wow. or a billionaire or a gazillionaire. It's like a giant yacht for us. It's really nice. It's you ought to get one of those white captain hats. I should. And then you could come with me dressed as Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> Muskrat love. Yeah, we could have the captain and Tennille. That would be good. All right, Mr. Beamer, do we have a, a couple of uh, Facebooks? We do. We'll start with Mike today. And Mike says, you know what? I think we need to just end this as soon as possible. Not because I feel we're protecting President Trump, but because I believe our Senate and our Congress needs to go back to work for us. I agree with that. Now, if the goal coming in, you can't change your goals. If the goal coming in was to get through this unscathed, well, that, that'll happen because I don't think very many people have changed their mind. Uh, and you have the votes, use them. Use the votes uh, because uh, if you don't, it leads to my second question today, which I had, uh, had inadvertently not uh, put on my uh, sheet here. Will the Republicans screw this up? Because they have a history. Notice I say they. Because they have a history of screwing up. You know, when victory is right there in your hands, we do something and we and the victory kind of fizzles out. But they really haven't been messing up under under President Trump. It seems like he's doing a pretty decent job in keeping them in line. 
Yeah, but they, uh, you know. But emo- I understand what you're saying. Emotion, a body of motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. A group that screws up tends to continue to screw up. And I that mean, seems to be the left yeah. right now. If there's a way to screw up, they usually will. Okay? So that's where it is. Uh, so I'm saying if the goal was to get out and uh, the president's still the president, still in office, still there, then you can, you can do that. Uh, wrap it up. Uh, include the book in the uh, official uh, archives if you want to. And then take a vote. Get the vote. It's over. It's done. I don't care what Sh- what Schiff looks at, like with those beady bad eyes he's got, and uh, and uh, uh, I don't care what they have to say. Uh, they're uh, right now, uh, to me, just a disgusting group of people who don't seem to have America at at its uh, top of its important list. And like we said earlier, they're going to cry and complain anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to make any difference. I can tell you that. The media's going to spin it. They're going to tell a story, not the story, yeah. as Dan Bongino likes to say. Okay, now, Mr. Beamer, another, please. Nancy says, no, because it won't change any facts. Just muddy the waters. And it doesn't matter what Bolton thinks. Even if the president told him he wanted to withhold aid, he didn't do it. He didn't do it, and that's the point. You know, if he had done it, and, uh, so, and, and you found out he had done it, that's one thing. How do we not? This is a, a, a guy who wrote the ma, the master of the deal or something like that. Uh, the art of the deal. The art of the deal. Okay. How do we know that wasn't just a ploy to throw uh, to throw the Ukraine government off and make them do what we want to do? Of course, that's what it was. It it was a quid pro quo, probably. But it's the kind of thing that I think most Americans think we do every day. And what's the problem? He, nobody benefited uh, by by that move. They got the money anyway. Uh, so what's uh, what's the problem? Look at the transcript. He said us as referring yeah. to the United States, not me as in exactly, President Trump. Exactly. I guarantee when uh, Bo, uh, not Bo Biden, but when uh, Hunter Biden made his deal with the gas company there in Ukraine, he didn't say us. I'm sure he said me myself maybe me and my father that 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 might have been more like it oh we are heading toward the top of the hour and you know what's at the top of this hour yep here it is the cash code word umpire u-m-p-i-r-e send umpire to 72881 you might win a thousand dollars in cash Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.